Do you have the desire to create your own podcast but don't know where to start? Insert Anchor FM. With Anchor FM, you have the ability to record, edit, and distribute your podcast to various platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can do all of this from your computer or your phone. And with Anchor FM, you can even get paid for your podcast. So why not give them a shot? Download the Anchor FM app and let your voice be heard. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Carmelita, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Purity to Purpose. So today we are going to go over our Bible study plan, Worry, Finding Peace, and we're going to start on day four. And day four's devotional is titled, The Peace. Sometimes I just want it to all go away. I want to present my request to God and for him to just make them disappear. At times, I can even convince myself that this is the process of prayer. It sounds like a solid plan to me. God, on the other hand, wants us to pray and tell him about our hard situations, not so that he can solve our problems, but so that he can guard our hearts and our minds through his peace. A peace that is incomprehensible and only comes from him. So many times we first try to find peace through other avenues that the world has to offer. Love, drugs, pornography, money, you name it. But all other things except God's peace cause us to be consumed with comparisons, busyness, anxiety, and so much more. With God's peace, even in the middle of life's most difficult and even tragic situations, we experience a quietness and calmness. It sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? But that is how God works. God's peace acts as a protective hedge for our heart and mind. It keeps our mind from being engulfed and overwhelmed with thoughts that lead to nothing but destruction, unproductivity, and hurt. It stops our hearts from becoming so heavy that we give up. God rarely just makes our problems disappear, but he will provide us with a peace that allows us to think clearly, take the next step, and to plan for tomorrow. His peace is a reminder that he is in control and that we don't need to be paralyzed with worry or bitter with grief and anger. Prayer is not about asking him to solve the problem as much as it is to ask him for the peace that passes all understanding, strength to make it through the day, and the wisdom to know which step to take. We need to seek God uncontrollably when worry begins to invade our minds. He will give you his peace, a way to stand up when everything around you is falling. Begin praying today for God to guard your mind and heart, allowing you to experience true life through peace. All right, friends. So the scripture that we're going to read today is in Philippians 4, and we're going to read verses 6 and 7 out of the Good News Translation. And it reads, don't worry about anything, but in all your prayers, ask God for what you need always asking him with a thankful heart 
And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will guard your hearts and minds safe in union with Christ Jesus. So I just want to just talk real quickly because I feel like this devotional kind of oversimplifies a little bit um, what it looks like and at the same time doesn't delve in deep enough to what it can look like. So I say all of that to say there are times that I have had such an immense amount of frustration or anxiety or worry and fear and doubt. And in those moments, there was not a scripture or prayer that I feel like that was able to bring me peace. And the reason for that is because I couldn't see past the things that I was worrying about. Like literally, there was nothing that could stop the uncontrollable real that was going around and around and around and around and around in my head. The only thing that I found in those moments that could stop it would be if I were to distract myself. And distracting myself, and and it talks about in the devotional that we can distract ourselves with things like love, drugs, pornography, money, all sorts of different things, television, social media. Um, I've I've even used certain games like Candy Crush on my phone, um, Pet Rescue. You know, there's all sorts of things that we can do and use to distract us. But the fact of the matter is is that those things aren't going to really benefit us in the long term. So what I have found that I do is music. God speaks to me through music. I love music and music is able to distract me in those moments. And so I'm not saying this to say that this devotional and what they're saying is not correct, but I did want to speak to the fact that you know, if you are so, if you're in a state of, you know, not having peace and, you know, all the different things that it talked about as far as, you know, you're worrying about things, situations that may be going on. I have had things like this, what I would call minimal or everyday run-of-the-mill worry. But I have also experienced extreme worry, and overwhelm. And I have even experienced it to the point where there were times that I would go to the extremes. And I am going to be really vulnerable and share with you all that there was a time when one of those extremes was to try to take my life. Now, I say all that to say It's for that reason, and not to say that your extreme overwhelm is going to take you there, but I do know that there are varying degrees of worry, and I feel like one of the things that God has put on my heart is, and and one of the things that I am very appreciative of, you know, is that I've had so many various situations that I have dealt with from one extreme to the other that it allows me to be able to empathize and sympathize and have compassion for people in various situations. I know I had a friend at one point in time that the, um, the, the stepfather of his daughter took his own life. 
and his daughter was distraught because she was super close to him and he was like you know that was selfish of him I can't believe that he did that like all he was doing was thinking about himself and it's like and I'd explain to him when you are in that state of mind it's not that you're selfish it's not that you're not thinking about you know like you're just thinking about yourself and not thinking about anybody else like in reality no you're not necessarily thinking about those who who are um, gonna be left behind, but there are times when you do. But the more prevalent feeling and thought process is you just want the pain to stop. You just want the overwhelm to stop. You just want whatever the situation is that you're dealing with to stop and you can't see past it. And so I just want to just speak to those individuals who get on that extreme side um, where it's all consuming. There have been moments and times in my life where I've had such a financial strain that I could not see past my worry and my doubt simply because everywhere I looked, I'm seeing lack because I'm lacking food in my refrigerator. I'm lacking, you know, um, certain amenities that I would like to have or certain amenities that I, you know, have that I'm gonna have to figure out how to pay for, you know, like at one point in time, I was struggling with a car payment that I had had on a different vehicle. And so every time I got in that car or looked out my window and I saw that vehicle, I was reminded of the struggle, the financial struggle and strain of how I was gonna pay that bill. So I feel like we sometimes as Christians, well-meaning, can think that we can slap a band-aid on a situation or we can say that someone doesn't have enough faith or the relationship with God isn't strong enough simply because they are in a varying degree of worry that we aren't familiar with because they're in a varying degree of stress and strain that we've never experienced. And so it's difficult for us to be able to speak to that pain because we don't know what we don't know. But I think what we have to remember are all the times in the scriptures where it says God is love. And it's our jobs to show love to individuals. It's our jobs to show to show peace and compassion and empathy. It's our jobs to show people what God's love looks like in human form. If we aren't able to do that, can you imagine the number of testimonies? Can you imagine the number of lives that won't be able to be transformed simply because we didn't have that same compassion? And I understand that we don't know what we don't know. So in those situations, that is where our individual Bible study reading can come in and benefit. Not because we're trying to preach to someone else, not because we're trying to condemn them, but because we're trying to figure out how we can get better. Because we're trying to figure out how, even though I've never experienced that, how can I be able to show someone a level of love and kindness and peace and acceptance in that situation? And I love the fact that the Bible has so many different stories and examples of ones who we're going through different things and it shows us the way that Jesus was able to minister to these people. The way that his disciples were able to minister to these people 
or the way the people did not minister to them, did not treat them, you know, and what the outcome looked like. So I just really wanted to make sure that I clarified because as I was reading this devotional and studying, I was struggling a little bit because I was like, I've loved every devotional thus far, but I felt like this one was a little bit, as I would call, um, Sesame Street, real kind of surface. And at the same time, I feel like for someone who may be going through something that is a little bit more extreme than just, oh, just pray to God and God is not going to answer it for it. Like he just wants to hear what you're, you know, he just wants you to pray to him and give him your, you know, your uh, requests, make his your request. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there are sometimes like here, I want to, I want to just read. Yeah. Um, God's peace acts as a protective hedge for our heart and mind. Um, give me just a moment because I want to make sure that I'm quoting correctly. Here we go. No, that's not it. God rarely just makes our problems disappear, but he will provide us with the peace that allows us to think clearly, take the next step and to plan for tomorrow. So yes, he can and will do that. Um, because I do think and I have had moments and times where I have still been stressing and struggling and had those same situations. However, I was able to still be coherent. I was still able to be able to go throughout my day. I was still able to be able to be productive. Um, but that is not the part that I was trying to find. Here we go. God. So it says at times I can even convince myself that the that this is that the process of prayer, basically just saying that, you know, praying is supposed to fix it. But it says here, God, on the other hand, wants us to pray and tell him about our hard situations, not so that he can solve our problems, but so that he can guard our hearts and our minds through his peace. I felt like that was a little insensitive to individuals who may be going through something that's a bit more extreme. So that's the reason that I wanted to make sure that I covered everyone's worry because I know that my listeners, you know, some may be going through something that could be considered minor. Some could be going through something that be could, that could be considered major. And then there could be someone who is listening to this, who is on that extreme end, who may even be considering no longer being here because their worry and their doubt and their fear and their pain is all they can see. So I just want to make sure that everybody who is my listener is able to benefit. Everybody is able to be covered. So um, something else that I wanted to say real quick before I close in prayer is I have come to understand and appreciate also in those moments when you are dealing with worry to not just pray those scriptures because oftentimes you may know those scriptures, whether you know them verbatim, know exactly where they are, you may just have an idea. I know the Bible says that he'll take care of me, but God, I need you to show me that you can take care of me. I need you to help me feel it. So whenever I, you know, have moments like that of extreme, that's what I do now. So that's what I would, that's what I would recommend. You know, don't just pray to him and tell him all the things 
that you're feeling and ask it and, and saying, you know, like your scriptures say X, Y, Z, but like, God, let me feel it. The other part that I've learned recently, and this is oddly enough, <laughs> interestingly enough, something that I learned in a business class that I'm taking right now um, at a local Christian college, where they talked about not praying the problem, but praying the answer. So I'll give you an example. God, um, you know, the, when you think about the scripture of um, Psalms 34, 18, he's close to the brokenhearted and those crushing spirit he saves. So instead of saying, God, I know your Bible, you know, I know your word says, you know, that scripture right there, God, so I'm just asking you to be that for me. No, you could instead say, and this is what my husband and I have been doing, is God, thank you that I know that in moments whenever I may be having worry and doubt that you have me. I know in those moments, God, that you're covering me and that you're protecting me. So God, thank you. You know, my husband and I have prayed, God, thank you for giving us the the mouthpiece, you know, of love to be able to speak love and understanding and peace to one another. Like we're speaking these scriptures as if they already are. Because we know that God has the ability to do these things. And whenever we're speaking in the, and we're praying the answer and thanking God, that's when it talks about, you know, in the prayer that talks about how we, you know, not to worry about everything or anything, but to pray about everything, but to pray with a thankful heart. That's what it is. Thank you, God, for doing these things. So it's like, uh, I think about the scripture that says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like already praying those things down from heaven as if they have already occurred. And that has really done a, when I tell you the way that it has transformed some things in my home with my husband, like we're not perfect, but when I tell you, we are much more intentional and in that we can actually truly and honestly be able to see changes. It really does make a difference. I think about other areas of my life that I've been I've been transitioning to think like that and to pray like that and it really does make a difference. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, as I've said before, I was going to be obedient and keep these keep these devotionals short, keep these episodes short. So Heavenly Father, I've said all the words and I just trust and pray that you will make it be done. Amen. <laughs> Anybody that knows me or who is familiar with who Tim Ross is, he prays the shortest prayers ever. And I love it. And I am a firm, um, like, I, I just, I adore Tim Ross. He's hilarious. And so, yes, yeah, so I would joke with me with my girls, talk about saying a Tim Ross prayer. That's a Tim Ross prayer. And it's because I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to let y'all go. So I love you. And I will talk to you tomorrow in another episode of Purity to Purpose.